a sinner Who's probably gonna sin again Lord forgive me Lord forgive me Things I don't understand Sometimes I need to be alone Bitch don't kill my vibe Bitch don't kill my vibe I can feel your energy What's up world? What's up Twitter? What's up social media? What's up Twitter? I said social media. It's all included. It is I, Lee Zellers. Yes, I know. It's been a minute. It's been a lot going on. I hope everything in your world is fantastic. Hope everything is just great. Hope there's nothing around you but goodness that's just embracing you whenever you hear this podcast, morning, noon, or night, because it's not a live show, pre-recorded. And for people who got sensitive ears, like I've said before, if you have issues with words like shit, motherfucker, fuck you, fuck Donald Trump, this might not be a podcast for you. You might want to listen to something else. Like I said, it's been a while. Lots going on. Life sometimes can just make shit so complicated. Or is it that we can make life complicated? I think it's the last. I've been kind of busy. Kind of stressed out. (laughs) This country. Driving me fucking nuts. But I'm trying to maintain because I got a lot of shit I'm doing. Got a short film I'm working on right now. But to come out in, I think, May or something. I'm just a cinematographer. That's it. Not directing, not writing. Just the camera guy. Sometimes you just got to be the camera guy. Then later on this summer, I'm looking to do my feature film. I call it my swan song. Chasing the Moon. I'm going to talk about it later, not on this podcast, but on another podcast. Give you a little bit more insight about Chasing the Moon. My swan song feature film. I say swan song because, you know, I do guerrilla filmmaking. And guerrilla filmmaking is hard. And when you don't have much of a budget, you don't have all those people that can say, hey, make sure that sitting right over there. Hey, could you bring me that over there? Oh. The monitor is fine. Uh, where's my uh, coffee person? I'm doing all of that shit. Pretty much. So, I digress. Enough about me. On this, what is this date? I should know. February 11th, Black History Month. I haven't really done much for Black History Month. I'm sorry. Don't stone me. But I haven't done much. But I have started posting stuff today. Because a lot of people post stuff on Facebook for Black History Month. A lot of the things that black people have contributed to this country. From inventions and science and whatever. Those good positive things. Those role models. I started posting today. I thought I'd focus more on the dark side. Because kind of like that. That's the kind of person I kind of am. I kind of like that. I like happy things. I like happy endings. But I like sad endings as well. I like bright, shiny objects. 
And I like things that's not so bright. Got to mix it up there a little bit. But I digress. Because a lot of horrific, horrible, unhumane shit took place in this country. And when we're dealing with Black History Month, we got to deal with black people and history. And some of the history is not really good. Pretty fucked up. So that's the kind of stuff I'm going to be posting on my Facebook page. But you might not ever see that anyway because you're probably not friends on that particular page. Because I have a page that's kind of like for a broad audience where I do a lot of my other stuff like entertain or stuff about my films or whatever. Then I got this little smaller page. It's like about 50 friends. These are people who I really communicate with. I like that page. Because you can have like five. I just saw something the other day where somebody said like, how come nobody ever like, you know, communicate with me much? I got all these friends. It's a thing about Facebook. Like you only see mostly the people who you communicate with, who you like, comment, whatever on their page. They do on your page as well. That's kind of how that works. They tricked you into all this 5,000 people. But that's cool, though, because if you're doing stuff like a fan page or whatever, you can reach all of those folks for your entertainment business or whatever it is you're doing. But for pretty much uh, your everyday chit-chat type stuff, yeah, you're only communicating with about 30, 40 people, if that many. So that's why I like that page. And it's always a lot of people always trying to, like, friend me on that page. I'm like, look, we're friends on the other page. Oh, we got to be friends on all my pages. I got you. I'm still here. I haven't went nowhere. I just got this page over here for the people who I really chat with. Because the moment I start letting people in on that page, then what happens is I start letting these people in, and they just become voyeurs. Watching. Looking. Never saying anything. But you know they're there. And you know they're watching. Eh, so you can do that on that other page. I'm sorry. Don't take it personal, because it's not. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. I said that earlier. It's been like about three weeks. I've been missing it. But I ain't been having a lot to say. I ain't been having a lot to say because I ain't been kind of like feeling like myself. You know, I think I deal with some depression. I'm going to just put it out there. I'm going to say it. I'm not afraid to say it because depression is real. I don't think my shit is to the extreme where I would hurt myself or hurt somebody else. I could hurt somebody else, but I don't think I would hurt myself. And I started looking at, like, where did that shit come from? You have to figure that out on your own if you deal with it. I kind of think I know where mine's come from, and I'm not going to share that with everybody. I shared enough, okay? Big part of it is sometimes just seeing how fucked up this planet is. It's fucking depressing sometimes. Yeah, I just said the word again. Depressed. This planet, this country, this life can be fucking depressing, which is... In terms, depresses you. You look outside. You look at the news. You look at our president. You look at the direction this country is going. You look at the division. You look at the hate. We all, that went on that side. This was on this side. We can't come together in the middle about shit. It's a mad, mad world. And sometimes just to try to maintain some type of sanity with all this craziness, 
I have to medicate myself. And two, three shots of tequila and a beer usually help. Remote control, couch, Netflix, therapy. Good. Battery's going to get recharged because you got to find a way to sometimes push all the insanity aside because it's all around you. It could be all around you. It could be family. It could be relationships. Sometimes you got to find that clear space just for you so you can relieve all of the pressures of the world. Mine is, like I said, sometimes it's with a couple of tequila shots. I'm not an alcoholic. Because I know first thing somebody out there, if they're a professional, hmm, it sounds like you're trying to treat your possible depression with alcohol, and that's a bad thing. No, that's not what I'm doing. Because I don't think it's like to that level of I need to sit down and talk to a, a therapist. Then again, it could be. Because I'm an artist. And you know us artists, creative people, we're already fucking nuts. It started a long time ago. We had these insecurities and all this other bullshit. We're sensitive about our work. Somebody say something bad, you'd be like, what? What? You question what? My work? Fuck you, motherfucker. Sorry, I digress. Got a little caught up. Like I said, it's been a while since I've been on here. So much has happened. So many tragic and bad and sure some good things. The biggest one was Kobe Bryant. That was a blow. It had an impact on me. I never met the guy. Don't know him. Never seen him in person. Honestly, I was a fan, but I'm not like a super fan. Like, I never had a Kobe Bryant jersey. I don't have, I don't know, I don't have anything that got Kobe's name on it. But I watched him from the first time he came into the NBA. And for what, the 20 years he played, 18 years or 20 years he played? You just somebody, there, on your screen, on your TV, who you watch. Do some mystical, magical stuff like on the basketball court. Then you learn a little bit about his outside life and seeing sometimes not on the court and interviews and stuff like that and his issues he had with Shaquille O'Neal. And he stayed there with the Lakers though till the very end. Till he retired. Like I said, I didn't know the guy. Just knowing from watching him on TV, being a fan. It's like, you know, we all had a kind of thing where like a celebrity dies and it's kind of like, oh, wow. What? I can't believe that. Who? Oh, couldn't have. And sometimes it kind of hit us in a personal way and we kind of question it like, well, I don't feel like this. I don't know this guy. It's like when Michael Jackson died, I remember exactly where I was at. I remember exactly where I was at when Prince died. For some reason, Michael Jackson's death had a little bit more like of an impact. Like, damn, because, you know, we grew up watching Michael for years from the cartoons to the Diana Ross specials and all of that stuff. So it was, it was still shocking when he died. But the Kobe Bryant death was a little different. I think out of all of the celebrity deaths, that I felt like really sort of like kind of hit me right here. It was his. And it was, I, I think it had a lot to do with how he died and the fact that he was with his daughter 
and mind you, the the the, the, the other people who was on the plane because everybody who was in, in that helicopter that went down, everybody's life changed that day. So it's me talking about Kobe is not to dismiss the other people that was in the helicopter. It's just that Kobe was the famous person in that, hel- in that helicopter. But the other people's lives that was lost is just as impacted or impact their families the same way Kobe's death impact his family. And I, I guess because like I got, I got a daughter and I know how I feel about my daughter. And I was just thinking about, you know, man, like, you know, those final seconds, those that if it was a, a moment, a, whatever, I just was wondering, like, was he able to, like, grab and hold his daughter, tell her I love you, I'm with you, you know? And that was just so tragic. And then, you know, just... I don't know. It's one of those kind of things where like people always say, you know, it makes you think about your loved ones. Give them a hug. Call them. Say I love you. I'm not one of those. I call call and say you. I love you. I'm, I'm not a big. I love you. I love you. I mean, for some people, they they need to hear that. And maybe sometimes they might need to hear from me. But I, I just never been one of those kind of people. I've always been one of the kind of people that I believe in. My actions speak louder than words. I could say. I love you. And I could say it kind of smooth where it sounds like I'm really meaning that shit. But I think the way you know it is how I treat you. You know, so I'm just kind of, you know, getting kind of lost with this whole thing because like I said, that thing has had a huge impact on this country in a lot of ways, especially Basketball fans, Laker fans, Kobe Bryant fans. And some people have a tendency to not be respectful of a tragedy like that. To me, it's like things that a person done happen to them in their past. That's where that was in their past. It's not to say that afterwards, a person is a perfect life because none of us are perfect. But I think there's a time and a place for everything. And the thing that happened with Gail King, I don't know if she was really thinking that thing very clear when she asked those questions with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. Because when you throw that stuff out there, you got to realize it's kind of like mm, like nails across the chalkboard. Like, why would you bring that up? Like, the man's not even in the ground yet. I think sometimes we have become a nation of people that has become very insensitive to others. We'll say shit, we'll do shit, and, and I don't know if we don't think about the impacts of it or maybe we don't give a fuck about the impact of it because maybe we have 
somehow evolved in some type of humans where anything goes, anything can be said, and fuck you if you don't like it. And sometimes I've taken that approach on some things, but I am respectful enough to others to try not to like shit on nobody's world. You know what I mean? I think like with that thing that happened with Gail King, that's why she got the response from so many people. They felt basically like you just like shitted on these people, on his family by bringing up something like that. Like of all the things you could talk about, why that? So now she's supposedly, like Oprah said, Gail is afraid to come out the house. She can't sleep. She's scared. She's receiving death threats. Snoop Dogg and the Dog Pound is not <laughs> circling the compound of Gail King's estate. Rest assured. Snoop, Snoop Dogg called heat because of what he said. When he said, we ought to come after you. Something like that. Then we had Susan Rice, former advisor under the Obama administration. She weighed in. And she weighed in with some gangster-like shit. Basically told Snoop, like, back off. Our army would come after you. Like, what the fuck is going on? Snoop Dogg versus Susan Rice. It's crazy and weird, but crazy and weird is where we are at today. This is like a... Somebody just... Uh, posted something on Facebook about the uh, Roger Craig guy, uh, Roger Stone, Roger Craig, 49er running back, Roger Stone, who basically was prosecuted, found guilty, you're going to do seven, eight to nine years or something like that. Trump fucking gets out, tweets some shit. This is, it's always with the sniffles. Very disturbing, but he tweets some stuff, so I can't say sniffles because it was a tweet. I think he's doing coke, meth or something. I think that's why all the sniffles. I digress. He tweeted out something. Uh, something to the effect of basically how disgusting what the prosecution has done to Roger Stone. Then somehow... Just Department weighs in on this, overseen by William Barr. Now they want to reduce his sentence. Prosecutors in the case said, fuck it, we're out of here. Four of them walked off the job. For Roger Stone's involvement with Trump administration, Russia, ties to Russia, Lying to the prosecution about Russia. If there's no there there, why is everything there about fucking Russia? It's all, if you think about it, no matter how much the Republicans try to say, oh, it's a witch hunt, it's a hoax, it's this, it's that, but it's all still connected to Russia. Helsinki, Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin. Never forget that. Helsinki, Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin. Because on that day, at that moment in time, 
that's when he exposed himself to who he is. A traitor. That's right, I said it. He's a traitor. He denounced the United States and uplifted Russia in that speech, in that answer to that question that was given. Putin said it very strongly because he was being asked about Putin's hacking system. When, when asked, the question was put to Trump. Well, I, I, I asked Putin, I asked him the question. He said it very powerfully. Woo. You know when he says something very powerfully? Woo. Very strongly. Woo. Said it very strongly. Woo. That it wasn't him. And I believe him. Helsinki, Trump, Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin. That's the day he showed that he's a fucking sellout traitor. Yes. Because it's not, how do you like dismiss your own people, your government, your own intelligence for your foe? Did anybody pick up on that? Again, all of this stuff leads to Russia. So they had him impeached because right after the whole Mueller investigation, someone's he thought everything was clear. He jumps on the phone. Get this Ukraine thing going with the Bidens. Get caught. Hearings, Senate hearings, all of this stuff. Trial, everything. Well, we knew what was going to happen in trial because we knew the Republicans would not find him guilty. No matter what, they can't find him guilty. The guy is fucking Jim Jones. He's the modern day Jim Jones. He's the modern day Jim Jones slash... Charlie Manson. He got them drinking the Kool-Aid and got them fearful if they don't drink the Kool-Aid, maybe he might run up into their house and stab them up and write pig on the wall. I don't know. But they're afraid of him. Except for one guy who wasn't. Mitt Romney. Mitt got balls Romney. Stood there alone. Stood alone and said, no, he's guilty. And Mitt been catching hell ever since. Because Trump and his ego can't deal with that. We're in a crazy place. They had a trial. Most of the time you have a trial, witnesses. They didn't have witnesses. They didn't want witnesses. The American public wanted witnesses. I don't think those Trump supporters did because they know what the witnesses were going to say. They're so fucked up over this guy that they don't care about truth no more. They don't care about facts. None of that. Because they happy they got their boy the racist in office to do their deeds. Send them back. Build a wall. They're bringing rapists, murderers, drug dealers, shithole countries, good people on both sides. There was decent people on both sides. 
That's the guy they've been they've been waiting for this guy for a long time since Sarah Palin. Now they got him. So hey, we got to get his ass out in office in 2020. See, I was like, you know, I've been saying this before. I said it's gonna take an old white dude to beat an old white dude, and I was saying that because I thought Biden was the guy. I'm having my doubts now. I don't think Biden is the guy. Biden seems tired. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like be mean. But look, if you live long enough, as your body ages, you slow down. Some people age differently. They seem energetic. They seem ready to fight. Mike Bloomberg. Now, I know what you're thinking. Mike Bloomberg, that guy, stop and frisk dude. Dude that was like not for the Central Park Five getting a settlement from the state. Yeah, that guy. Is he a racist? Mm, possibly. Maybe hides it a little better. Unlike Trump, lets you know right there. Bold colors, orange, bold colors. He's a racist. He don't try to hide it. Some people hide it. All I know is this. The psychopath that we got at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue got to go. America needs to be some kind of way respected again. We're in a crazy place. And we need to get out of that crazy place. And if Mike Bloomberg is the guy that defeat this asshole, hey, I'm down with it. If he become the nominee, I'm down with it. The state of the nation. Trump snubbed Nancy. Reached out her hand. You know, I'm not shaking your damn hand. You had me in peace, shit. After he gave a speech, Nancy went gangster on his ass, tore the speech up. This shit don't mean a motherfucking thing. Can't blame her because it was all bullshit. That's the thing with this. Like I said, we're in this sort of like a Stanley Kubrick movie. Shit is really weird, dark, crazy, fucking altered space type shit. Lies are now truth. Falsehoods are now facts. Remember? Kellyanne Conley. Conley? Have said her name in the way. She's been kind of missing. Where is she? Did they got her like tied up in her White House basement or some bullshit? Because something she done? Because her husband be in on her ass. Remember when Kellyanne said that? Alternative facts. That's the kind of stuff they've been pushing. Alternative facts. That's why Nancy ripped up that bullshit speech because there were so many lies in it. Because we're in this, we're like immersed in lies. When the leader of the so-called free world lies like fucking every day and you got people who support him that like don't fact check shit. Because a lot of them are like, a lot of, I'm not going to say, all Trump supporters are uneducated. A lot of them are educated. It's a whole lot of them that's not. They watch one news source, Fox News, and if anything on Fox comes across that's not in favor of Trump, all right, you gotta, let me see what's on Netflix. 
They changed the channel. Watch Scooby Doo or some shit. I don't know. So, recently, on TV, I digress a little bit here. Going to something else. Not digressing, just going to something else. We had the Oscars. Best picture. Parasite. Good movie. Saw it. I love foreign films. That was a really good film. Joker. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I forgot what the other nominees were. Eh, if I had a choice, I don't give a fuck. That's my choice. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about Oscars. None of that bullshit. A lot of people do. Why? I don't know. Black people get real upset about the Oscars every year. Fuck, they don't put us in there. Fuck, we don't get no recognition. Fuck, they always keep looking us over. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Bitching, bitching, bitching about fucking... Create your own fucking Oscar. Oscar Michaud, one of the first black directors. Name is Oscar. There you go. See how simple that was? Do something. Quit bitching and crying about something that you want somebody else to give you to make you feel like, oh, fuck, I made it. You made it. You got a fucking here house up in Beverly Hills. Two pools. One probably inside. Twelve cars in the garage. When you sneeze, fucking two grand comes out each nostril. You made it. The gold statue. That really makes a big difference. Like, that really, like... We get so caught up in awards and all this kind of shit. I just find it all stupid. Whatever happened to Iran? Iran? It's about to go to war with Iran. Took down a general. Everybody was like, oh, no, they're not going to allow this. Media was like, oh, you know, the media, CNN, MSNBC, all of them. Oh, they're not. kind of. They're going to attack. They're going to strike back. This guy's huge. He means so much to them. They're going to do this. They're... Nothing. It's been quiet. They fired off some missiles. Iran did. Let Iraq know. Missiles coming in close to the United States bases or whatever. They occupying over there. Give them a heads up. Let them know we're sending missiles. Okay. They struck us. Killed our general. We dropped some bombs around and gave some people some concussions and Really bad headaches and possible some serious brain damage, which Trump denied. Nothing happened to the soldiers. Everybody's fine. Bullshit again. This shit is not going to stop until you remove that dumbass from office. It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy, like, New Year going in 2020. Is it going to get better? Some days it will. Some days it won't. But I'm telling you this. Buckle up tight. Put on your seatbelt. Because as 2020 starts riding out of here. Riding out of here. As 2020 comes to a close basically. I just screwed that all up. As 2020 comes to a close. Come to the election time in November. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not trying to scare nobody out there, but I'm just saying be prepared. Because if the asshole at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue lose 
That motherfucker's not going to leave that White House. He's not going to leave. And we're going to be in a place in a rabbit hole, deep down in a rabbit hole, where we've never been before. And I don't know if the Democrats got a plan for that, because sometimes I don't know about the Dems. Y'all need to get y'all shit together. Thank you for checking out the show. Look forward to talking to you again. I'm out. Enjoy. Sam.